Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Gardaí may need to call to people's doors if they refuse to come for a COVID test, according to a TD. Finnegal TD Fergus O'Dowd told the Dáil Committee uh, that 1,314 people who are uh, who have been in direct contact with a person who is a confirmed case of COVID-19 have not turned up for a test. And that seems a very, uh, very high, uh, a very high figure to him, he said. And he told the committee uh, that the Gardaí could call to their homes and ask them to take the test as it is a serious public health issue. He said, I think it's a huge figure and you need to do more work on it. Uh, if it means the Gardaí may need to call to them, uh, you know who these people are. It is not a question that they are unknown. They are known people and you have to go to their addresses. And I think they should call and tell them that in the public health interest, they should turn up for a test. Now, I don't, the, the Gardaí don't have legislative powers at the moment to drag you out of your home and force you to take a test. Um, there's no powers there for that. Um, there might you, the way things are going, that could be changed very quickly. But he said it was in the interest of public health and anybody who goes around who doesn't have a test and has been in contact with somebody who's been in COVID, has, is COVID positive uh, creates a serious risk. And Dr Lorraine Doherty, HSE National Clinic Director uh, of Health Protection, said they're concerned about people not turning up for tests. She said it shows that public are being uh, disengaged with the idea of having a COVID-19 test if they're symptomatic or if they are contacted because they understand the implications of having a test and that it would restrict their movements. And that's exactly what it is. People out there don't want to be tested. So if somebody rings you up and you're in work and you're feeling perfectly fine and somebody from the HSE calls you and says, listen, you were in a restaurant last night there, you had your dinner. And uh, just to let you know, um, two of the guests there have tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, we're just doing a bit of a contact tracing. Could you pop in and get yourself an L test? And you're thinking to yourself, well, hold on for a second. I'm going to be holidays on Friday. Or, uh, you know, I have a big meeting on this week in work or I'm doing a project in work or I'm going somewhere, I'm doing something. I'm not going for any tests. If I go for a test, I can't go to work. I can't do all these things. And there's a stigma attached to it as part of anything else. Um, and then you have to obviously have contact tracing on the people that you've been with. And it's just kind of like a vicious circle. And you're saying, ah, oh, Jesus, like that. And that's why people are not doing it. Whereas they're saying, of course, you have a responsibility and a duty to do it during a pandemic. So, a Garda spokesman said it does not comment on remarks made by third parties and the public health regulations are a matter for the Department of Health. But I want to know what you think of Fergus O'Dowd's comments. Should the Garda be entitled to call to your door and inform you that you must take a test? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. So, should the Garda be entitled to call to your door and inform you that you must take a test? And by the way, before I go any further today, can I mention as well a bon voyage um, to Ivan Yates. I know people don't normally do that on the radio stations from News Talk, who's actually doing his last show today and his last TV appearance and uh, very much enjoyed his work over the years. Wonderful man and a great opinionist, I have to say. Uh, and he will be sadly missed. Now, let me just go to um, Carl. Carl, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carl? How are you doing, Al? Uh, Carl, um, I mean, would it be appropriate for the guards to call to your door and say, listen, Carl, you know, you were out last night or two nights ago in a pub there. Somebody's tested positive. Uh, you need to go get yourself a test. I'm not sure if that measure is, is uh, maybe too extreme, but they, I do feel that they certainly need to do something uh, um, to, to tighten up, tighten the screw, so to speak. A third of people are not going for a test that have been requested to go for a test. Now, there's no law that says you have to, by the way. The test is free. You know, you only drive down to the Aviv and be swabbed. And That's it, Jay. That you have a text message saying positive or negative. We had to do it with a lad in the job recently, but... Um, 
It's similar with the airports, you know, there's people coming in and you can just, you could sign your name, Mickey Mouse. There's no one checking. There's no one checking to say to see if these people, Americans or whatever, tourists just coming into the country well, or, or, or our own Irish going yeah. back in to, to, to say, have you quarantined for two weeks? And as you say, it, it, it's down to the... That's personal responsibility, it, it, problem, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also a problem with... with, with we have a problem with the, the landlords and stuff. Nothing, nothing has been sorted out with, in, in that end. People are afraid to take two weeks. They're already to take to be two weeks off. There's two weeks holidays, and then they come back and then afford a few weeks. They can't be out of pocket, and they're thinking, "How am I going to pay my rent this month?" And then, yeah, but you could be unfortunate. And let's say, for example, you're out at a restaurant this week, and you know the, the HSE ring in and say, "Listen, you were in a restaurant last night there, and somebody's tested yeah. positive. Can you go out there and get a test?" And two weeks later, you're in a pub, and they ring you again, and say, "Listen." So you could be really un- unfortunate. You could, yeah, you could. It could be and called they, twice or three times. And that's what I'm saying. And you're out of work every time. Well, that, 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 well, there's a government advisory to not to be going out and, to, you know, to still stick to a lot of the guidelines. Now, I, I know you say... Ah, it's sure. only, people it's people are going on with their lives, but aren't people they? People are young that we want to get on with things. Yeah. But it's still not safe to get on with things. And, Carla, you... Why, are you staying at home, Carla, are you? To be honest, pretty much, yeah. I, 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 I'm working Monday to Saturday and I'm staying at home. We have two rooms rented in the home. They're rented to two foreigners and... They're not that, in fairness, no, no disrespect to all foreigners, people in this country, but I've had a few, and, and they don't take that much heat. They've been travelling here, there, and everywhere, and so I, I've, I've been sort of trying to keep the home clean and avoiding... And are you, are you not home. going out for an old uh, pint, or are you not going for a quick meal, or...? I, I, I've been to restaurants, so I don't think... Um, okay, so you've been to restaurants, so you are going out... I think the restaurants, yeah, yeah, and they even just would pop in three quarters of an hour, have me dinner. And yeah, I do the same. Push. I yeah, do the same. Yeah. I pop into the coachman's there, use your brown swords there, I pop in every now and again. Yeah, every dinner, yeah. yeah. No, I've been to a good few places. Can I point out, months. they do a lovely carvery, by the way, and it's dirt cheap. <laughs> 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 if you're ever looking for a bit, roast beef, turkey, potatoes and stuff, and then a bit of gravy on top, which is, and it. as much veg as you want, you can't yeah. beat it. It's only like, I think... 10 or 12 quid or something yeah like, something yeah. like that I don't know no but, I've been to lots of them but um, I'm, I'm trying to keep safe because I, I do want to travel and also my parents are elderly right okay okay but, okay but you see nothing wrong with the guards calling to the door for a quick no, reminder I, I didn't say that no I, 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 maybe, I, I, maybe it's going too far then is it Maybe yeah, but it's maybe a, a, a call from the guards or some sort of senior official to say hey listen you have to go and get this done and you know, mm. like I don't, I don't feel they're bringing it a lot. If you don't go, you're going to be brought to court or a fine or something. But right, like okay. that, we, we still have to we have to protect the elderly. We can't drop the ball now at this stage. Okay, no. well, 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 stay there for a second. Let me just go to um, is Michal. Michal, you're a classic kid. Say to me, Michal. Grace, Michal. Put us a tattoo. I'm going to on the leave road. That just means he's on the ball, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely attached to counting them. How do you, well, Michal, how do you say in Irish, are you on the ball? We'll talk to the Leroy. Yeah, well, okay, well there you are, not you? And oh, no, 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 we're seeing you can know. Have you any idea what he's saying, Carl, at all? No, no, no. no. <laughs> me, me all. Would you have a problem with the guards knocking on your door and saying, me all? Come as a tattoo, whatever they'd say to you. Get your ass out here. We need to get you for a COVID test because you were at a pub last night and somebody had COVID. Would you have a problem with that? 
Well, I wouldn't because one thing for sure, I'm at home with a broken knee for months and won't be calling to me. But ah, I no Michal, sorry to hear that. Such an active man. That, that one thing is for sure that we have been, the, the country is full of assholes is the way I look at it. And it shouldn't have... Well, I, in fairness, most of them are in one building. It's called the doll, but yeah, go on. Yeah, well, you can say... <laughs> I'm not going to argue with the President Minister. I don't want any work on what just gone out. But the point is that um, I have to give them a chance. But the... I prefer to have that uh, the, the, the three M's together, or the the two M's and the L. Right. L. Right. The point about it is that um, you know the guardy should have the power to call, and it's not that the power to call. Call the next door neighbour sees this guardy to go. Oh Jesus, what's that? Oh, keep away from them. Give them a wide berth. They force them. The the the, the nine hours of the public humiliation by letting me see. As I told you before, I would listen. Why to would you want to humiliate somebody? They haven't done anything wrong. I, well, you have your whole animation. Nothing done anything wrong, but you're in the presence of somebody that was done wrong. Your Honor, I didn't shoot that fella. Oh, no, 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 me. no, no. Stop for a second. Stop with the stigma. You only went to a restaurant, and the person who got it probably only went to the restaurant as well. So, I mean, yeah. why, you're, why would you want to shame somebody and humiliate them? They uh, haven't done nothing wrong. Because I just said to the country full of assholes, they won't do it. Uh, well, a third of them won't uh, do it, yeah, a third of them. He would always won't do it. Uh, that lad was sitting bleeding 25 yards at 30 yards west. Oh, no, I wouldn't get it. But the same lad served you as it served me, and that's the they have to go. They have to go. But okay, the well then, well then, would you ex- okay? Would you extend it further and make it compulsory that they'd have to get a test? Well, I would make it first of all. I would make it compulsory to have to get the test. Oh but right, the guardi- the guardi- kicking and screaming like the door will cause it will cause the embarrassment enough to they all they're able to see. Oh my God! Oh, we'll just give them a white Go and get. I'm glad you're not my neighbour. I'm glad you're not my neighbour. Jesus Christ, yeah. Michal. You want to humiliate people. They haven't done that wrong. I'm not, going up to, I'm not going up to the North City. And I like to coach my too. I like where you eat because it's great, there is great grub in that place. <laughs> and another yeah. thought of Malaysia and Tallow, one owner. Yes, it's great grubbing them. Yeah, but, great grubbing them. I, I, I will hand you that. But the point is that the guarantee should have the power, but there should be more than that. We don't have the guarantee. For God's sake, we just don't have the guarantee. They haven't done the guarantee. You know what's happened? Let's go and follow you up to like this. But the point is, you have some carrier, Donegal, or maybe the Aspel of Armour, but that's the North, but we call it Carlo. And you don't have the guarantee to go out and knock on doors. Right, okay, okay, but, but yeah, but you would agree that the guardie should be called up if we had the manpower to do it to humiliate people into going for a test. I would. would oh, okay, there you, there you go, Carl. He wants them to humiliate it. 100%. But what do you reckon, Carl? Humiliate people to go because, now, in fairness, only, like, I mean, I, I, know, I know the HSC were saying it yesterday, only a third of people are turning up for their tests. They're, they're, they're not pedophiles, you know. <laughs> I, I know. It's just really humiliate them. They're only meant for a meal, but <laughs> we, we still should. Just, it just should be a little bit stronger. They should tighten the screw a little bit on the people that are uh, told that they were in contact and similar the people that are coming into this country when they have to quarantine. We have. We should be if they're in whatever they are. If they're in Dublin twenty four. Dublin 24 Garda station to get a list of the people that have come into the country and sh- they should be asked to do the checks on the people that come into the country. Each, you know, and each, wherever these people live. A list I think 113,000 people can come into the country over the space of two months or something like that was mentioned last night. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but oh, well, Jesus, Michal, what are you saying, oh, Jesus, for? That's what happens well, in countries. Coming into the country, I didn't think that that many been allowed. Oh, yet. yeah, yeah. I think Michal Martin mentioned it yesterday. It was 113,000 people. Now, th- mind you, that's not a lot in the space of, in, the, in that short period of time during COVID-19. And generally, in that period of time, we would have a few million people come into the country. 
Yeah, one or two of the viruses, an awful lot. Yeah, okay. Well, say, well, clearly, by the way, they've pointed out that in the contact tracing, only something like 3%, it's a minuscule amount of people, uh, are affected by those who come into the country. Let me just go to, so this idea that, you know, people are coming in from foreign countries and spreading it everywhere is a nonsense. Uh, Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Kyle, how's it going? Uh, Paul, okay, Michal believes if we have I'm the guard resources, they should come to the door and, and shame them. Yeah, well, I, I was only wait, waiting for Michal to say when, when you meet, arrive in Dublin Airport, they put a bell around your neck to keep away from you. I mean, going around screaming leprosy or something. It's, I just think it's ridiculous expecting the guards to do this. Um, it's, going, it's turning the country back in, or into a nanny state. I mean, there were suggestions there that the guards been able to walk into your house to count how many people are there. I mean, there has to be a bit of personal responsibility over there. Well, the personal responsibility, clearly, according to the HSE, is not working because a third of people are not turning up. Well, there has to be another way other than the guards. I mean, the guards can't police the roads as it is. There's not well, enough of them out there to do the job. The Glimmer Man years ago, they'd walk around well, we to see if you had your lights on. The Glimmer Man, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there has to be another way of doing it. There has to be. I mean, you can't rely on the guards for everything. You see, we've seen in this country over the past couple of years how political policing has worked in this country. And we we figured out it doesn't work because it just turns people against them. So, yeah, but that happened during the water protests, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah course. and especially one particular station in, in, in particular that I pass every day. I see protests out, outside it every day since. And I mean... So, in other words, the local community have lost faith in the Garda Shikala. Oh, would you have any respect for the guards in Kulak, the way they treated people? Well, I know I know a lot of people in Kulak uh, had lost respect during the border protest yeah. because they felt the Garda Sheikh Khan were doing the job of the state. Well, it was, it was political. Or doing the job of the... the, the, the of it was political. The water company. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't expect the guards to do this. It's ridiculous. I mean, if every person in this state, if they're called for a test, should go. I'd go. And I'm, I like, I haven't stopped working for the whole time, thankfully. And I'm, I'm being responsible and I'm going home. As I said to you before now, the minute I go home, I get into a dressing gown, have a shower before I go near anyone in the house. So, so if you got a call tomorrow saying, listen, Paul, you were in there having a bite to eat yesterday in a chipper or in a restaurant yeah. or whatever it is, and somebody in there had COVID-19, do you want to pop in there for a test? No problem. Yeah, no bother. Well, okay, I mean, but why, well, why do you think people are, are refusing to do it? Because I think it's, especially with the, using the guards, it's the stigma of, I think people are afraid to say, oh, I was testing for COVID. I'm waiting for a result. The people are like, they're just panicking over it. I know, I know, I know. Oh, and, and, I, and by the way, I, I was explaining, I was in, in the, back to the coachman's again, I was in the coachman's, and I put too much pepper on my beef, <laughs> and um, I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I did. I kind of went it's into my elbow, right? And, and everybody around. looked at me. And there was a girl sitting beside me with her boyfriend, and she broke her shite laughing. And she says, "Ah, she says I was in Tesco's the other day, and I coughed." She said, "I thought they were going to arrest me." I, I have to say, now, are you getting sponsored by the coachman? No. I you never know. I might get a free carvery today out of that one. <laughs> well, at the money you're on, you don't need a free car. <laughs> money bags boiling. Uh, so anyway. You think it's just a step too far, Paul, to it's get the guards involved? It's, it's, there you go, Michal, you're with your military state shaming that, people. That, 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 
ready to step too far, but how many people are like Paul? He must be one in a hundred thousand. No, Even they're not. Go, Most home, people are like Paul. No, like they're not. They're not. If they were, you just said it a second ago. I said a third people. of people are not turning up. A third. So they're the majority not, are. That is, enough, that is an awful lot of people. One not turning up is one too many. A third of them. Paul goes home. There's a meticulous man. He has a shower. Then he goes out and sits down with his family. But if he was in Coachman's or anywhere else... Like <laughs> Can we all stop mentioning the Coachman's? <laughs> or anywhere else and had a bite tea and there was something wrong, he'd straight away go. But how many assholes have with this? Oh, that's not a bleed. No, no, I don't need that. Try oh, no, I didn't go near them. The point is, there's too many like that. Mm. There's a point is, that Paul there, how many are like him? You said maybe they're not. I they're not my for him like him. I'd say most people are like me. And yes, there are as you say, arseholes in this country, but there are in every walk of life. And we can't, you can't Paul, legislate for arseholes. Right, I'll give you a good one. I was working with a guy, and he did had a pet for in Italy long before the COVID, not long before, but shortly before the COVID hit. And I said to him, there's a ban on that, you can't go there. I'm not bleeding, I pay thousands of dollars, I'm not going to lose my money. They went. I said, you're off, you're off. Anyway, when he came back, we barred him from the yard. But the point about it was, one lad's mother died, and his wife's grandmother died. Oh, should they have died anyway? They got the COVID. And that is, to me, I don't hear a rattling damn typical of what's happening. That was only in the beginning of the COVID. Yeah, but there are, there are people out there, Michal, who are self-employed, for example, or people who work even in a company, and, and they have this fear that if they get the COVID, they'll be out of work. And many of those people who have suffered financially badly over the last three or four months, they're already in a lot of debt. They've just got back to work again. The last thing they need is have their business closed down or to, have, or to lose their job for two weeks, and they feel perfectly fine. And I can... And not that I agree with what they're doing, but I can understand why they're doing it and why they're not coming clean. Now, you know, I listened to the topic there about potentially using the guards to go to a, a COVID-ridden potential home. Why would you endanger a guard to go and do a job that's medical? Do you remember the film E.T. when uh, all the authorities zoomed down on the house and they had tunnels all over the place with vans and people in suits? White suits going around, space masks on them. Send them out to the houses. That'll frighten the shit out of them. Don't be putting the guards at risk. They're bad enough trying to cope with the, the thugs that are out on the road and the streets, ruining the feckin' country we live in, you know? Send the medical team over there with plastic tunnels and big medical vans, and that'll scare the bejesus out of them. Don't be putting the civil servants at risk. I hope you're taking the piss, Morris. I really, really do hope you're taking the piss. Complete, said people in hazmat suits. The chap or the girl only went out for a meal, for God's sake. Hey, Noel. Yeah, I think the guards will come to the house to, um, to make them get a test. But the problem is, Noel, like, you know, how do you get them to make get the test done? Do you, like, would you have a law there to literally hold them down? Like, how would that work, Noel? Yeah, I do, see, there isn't legislation for that yet. The suggestion is that the guards would just go and give them a kind of reminder. What they do is do what they do in China. Look, if you don't comply, seal your house shut. Seal you into the house so you can't get out. Comply or joy, that's the problem. Jesus, you are all absolutely mad. What is wrong with the people of Ireland? I'm ashamed of the lot of you. Katie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you Katie? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Katie, I mean, is it a good idea to encourage people to go if they're not going? Absolutely, and coming from a totally different place than you and some of the callers there who are, as much as they're being serious, there's a little bit of joviality in their remarks, which I don't appreciate because my daughter is a nurse. She's uh, based in London. She's been on the front line now since the beginning. She got the virus. Uh, Luckily, it wasn't a severe 
uh, case of it, but she was very, very ill with it and has got post-traumatic stress uh, um, as a result of dealing with the front line. Um, Wait, she's post-traumatic stress from, from dealing from, what, from with, dealing with working in hospital? No, from dealing with patients, from dealing with what she had to witness, Niall. It's not, it's not something that people understand. But I mean, um, I imagine, and I'm, I'm not being disrespectful, I imagine working in a hospital where people are dying on a regular basis, um, you know, from all sorts of illnesses and diseases and no, car no, crashes, is, that, that can be quite no, traumatic at the best of times. Oh, this is totally different. I, my daughter was advised by, that they have the counselling service over there is very, very good for the nurses and mm. doctors on the front line. And she was advised on medical um, advice to come home. And she came home for two weeks, self-isolated. And my daughter that came home, Niall, wasn't the girl I sent over four years ago. Mm. And I'm getting upset because when people come on and they're being complacent and they're laughing about things, look at somebody who's been in the middle of it. Look at somebody who's come out the but other she side. Wa- but, Kate, but, but Katie, she was in London. And everybody knows, of course, London was the hardest hit city in Europe. Um, no, Look at the Oireachtas the other day when the nurses were on. One nurse in particular mm. was being asked questions about, you know, what it has done to her, and she said it herself. She's burnt out. And I and I have spoken to nurses, many nurses with different experiences. I only spoke to one there recently, and she said to me, and uh, she said to me that it wasn't that bad at all. She said actually we've had worse times in the last ten or fifteen years with different you know, flu seasons and stuff. Everybody is different, and yeah. I tell you that there are more nurses who. This will affect them forever. This well, is not I, I would suggest, and again, without being disrespectful to you, Katie, I su- suggest if somebody is not, is, if that affects somebody that much working in healthcare, which is their job oh, to deal, deal with people it. who have horrendous accidents sometimes and, and diseases yeah. and viruses and cancers and die. And, 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 you know, okay, this is another virus, unfortunately, that we have to contend with as human beings. Um, and hopefully it'll go away very soon for everybody's yeah. sake and for the world's sake. But in saying that, if, if you're not, if somebody's not able to deal with it, I suggest they may be in yeah. the wrong job. And I don't mean that disrespectfectly, but that seems... Oh, Niall, and I'll, I'll come back at you. You know, my daughter has dealt with death upfront and personal death of, of patients from all sorts of reasons, from accidents, the whole lot, has prepped them and gotten them ready for their removal from the hospital to the, the, the funeral directors and so on. It, it, she, de- she deals with that. That's a given. But this, this type of nursing has, has really... In, in what respect? When you say this type of nursing, maybe if, give us a bit you, of an insight into that and what you mean. You watched, if you watch the documentary here, when it showed nurses having to go into a room not to be able to touch or comfort or be in any way able to give the person who essentially is dying any kind of sucker or love, but just nurse them and be in full hazmat gear, you know, PPE gear as they call it, and to listen to the countless times where you were you were watching somebody die, and you know that that's a given in the nursing world that you're going to come across people who are mm-hmm. going to die, but this is a very different way. Because you are you are totally isolated in your own way. You're isolated against the patient. You're isolated against any kind of contact with family. I mean, at one point she had somebody who um, was at the, the the last stages, and she herself decided that the family couldn't come in. So she was there, and she she FaceTimed. Yeah, and that's a wonderful thing to do because I I because the, the very thoughts of somebody dying 
belong to you where you couldn't be with them as, as Irish people of course we always want to be there and that's just a tradition you know that we were all around the bed when the person passed away and it's horrible to think of horrible I've got in touch with her and have been in touch with her and said that that little bit of uh, feeling that she showed them and, and love and support they, they have that forever now not Absolutely. everybody do yeah. that. I mean, okay. you know, horse. Okay, but, but, get, but getting back to the topic, and I'm sorry to hear your daughter's gone through such a difficult time, no, no, by the way. No. And it's a very, very difficult time for everybody. Um, but has, and I'm really sorry to hear that. She's back in work. And okay. She, she, is, she is coping with it, but it's real, Nile. It's not. Oh, no, no. By the way, nobody, nobody for a minute is suggesting it's not real, Katie. And, you know, no, but, and, but, and no, when, you say, when you say people are having a bit of a giggle about different topics that we do, I mean, life, life is not about being serious all the time. No, I've had a giggle too. Been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. Okay, but get, getting back to the topic, should the guards be calling to people's doors? Absolutely, they should. And I'll tell you why. Because our government has sat back on this, like they did with the nursing homes. They sat back, and then all the all the stuff came out about the cases in the nursing home. They're sitting back now, and people are not allowed to go in as much as they can. Obviously, obviously, the first thing is taking care and making mm. sure the virus doesn't spread. But to leave people who are vulnerable anyway without visitors. Oh, that's shocking! No, no, I, I completely agree with you, and it is absolutely shocking. In, I had a, we had it the other night. There was a party oh, a, 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 about ten or twelve doors away from me. Very loud. A lot of people there. A squad car came into the estate, and I was going. They're probably just doing a drive around. They pulled up. They went in, and we're back out in a couple of minutes. And all I could hear after that was laughing and joking, coming out, and you know, wasn't that effing ridiculous and all this sort of thing. People have become complacent again, and what's going to happen here is that there's going to be a resurgence now because people. But you are allowed to have a party in your house, Katie. No, no, I wasn't. No, I yeah. was. It was the idea that the police went in and weren't taken seriously. Whatever they did or right, said, okay. it was a joke. And I'm saying we have to get tough. The government have to make a decision. They have to. They express. Okay. Well, well, do, do me a favour. I, I have to, Katie. I have to go to break. I'm not cutting you short because I want to hear you again after the break. And I know Andy might want to say something to you. So please stay with me, Katie. All right. Uh, keep texting. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Okay. Katie believes the government needs to get tougher. And in saying that, the suggestion today by uh, Fergus O'Dowd is, or the TD Fergus O'Dowd, that the guardians should be calling to people's doors if they don't take the COVID test to true contact tracing. Uh, but stay there, please, Katie. Let me go to Andy. Andy, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Andy? Good afternoon, Niall. Um, how has your morning been? Uh, my morning is good, Andy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, having a, I'm having a good day so far. Thank you for asking. That, you, that's you, good. You've heard Katie say this is a serious situation. It, you know, it's a emer- global emergency. People are dying from it, clearly. Um, and something has to be done to contain it. So she doesn't see an issue at all with the guard she had gone calling to people's doors and saying, you need to get tested. You were with someone in a restaurant the other night. Yeah, um, I, I'm glad to see that Fine Gael hasn't lost his fastest routes anyway, wanting the Gardaí to come in and knock on people's doors or, or, or put their boots to the door and drag people out of their homes. Is that what they're going to do? Well, they haven't suggested that. It's a kind of gentle reminder, I suppose. Uh, I mean, yeah. one thousand, a third of people who are contacted from contact tracing to get a test don't show up for the test. Yeah, well, um, it, it's, 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 it's a pandemic. We understand that. But unfortunately, and people uh, don't realise that... Uh, one person every hour dies of cancer in this country. That's 24 a day. And uh, whatever, whatever... Figures actually see, a bit higher than that. We, get, we got it from the Irish Cancer Society the other day. So I think it is higher than 24. I think it's a, it's a third of the 90, approximately 90 people that die every, every day. Right. Yeah. So uh, we were putting... There's going to be another pandemic in a few months or a year's time where people who have waiting on tests... Uh, uh, scans. Uh, yep. Scans, and etc. 
and uh, being postponed. All our eggs are in one basket at the moment, and uh, thankfully it's it, it's been lowered. But they're warning about uh, okay. another pandemic. No, no, no. I, I I think but, we've discussed that, and I'm not going to disagree with you. But so you, but you would disagree with the idea of the guards knocking on your door and saying, "Listen, you need to go for a test." Yeah, are we going to are we going to uh, infringe uh, every every person? Okay, but let me, uh, let me ask Casey then. Casey, uh, Casey, I, res- I respect what you're saying and everything you're saying. And yes, you know we have to take everyone's health into consideration. But people have this feeling that, you know, okay, you have already infringed my liberties over the last four months. A guard calling to my door and telling me that I have to go for a test, you know, is kind of a step too far. That's what they're saying. I, I, I just don't understand why people are being this sort of indifferent about it, Niall. Look at what we've just been through in the last three months, four months. I mean, think about the amount of people who have died. Why wouldn't you want to know whether you have it or you don't have it? That, because a lot of people don't want to know because they don't want to be out of work. They don't want the social stigma of it, and there is a social stigma whether you like it or not. There's social stigma, and then there's somebody who doesn't go for the test, who's 30 to 40, who gets the virus so bad that they end up on life support in a hospital. And, you know, it's happening now. You could be that one person. I know personally I would want it, but what, what my biggest argument is, the guards, okay, if they're asked to do it, then do it, but it's the government sitting back on their asses now thinking that they've dealt with the problem and it's gone and we'll get through it. It's, it's taking the power and saying, right, like the, this, they brought in the rule where you, you were supposed to be wearing a mask when you went into shops and stuff like that. And I spoke to two managers in two different department stores and asked them, What's the directive? What are you doing? Are you There's no people? law again. There's no law. There's no law again. Yeah. No. There's no law. No. But what I'm saying is the government should have said, right. I've been in three month. three or four shops in the last week and the, yeah. and a vast majority of people. On Monday, I saw more people wearing masks. Yesterday, I saw very few people wearing but, them. What the government had to have done was to make the decision that it is compulsory and then it takes the responsibility See, the, off. the government are reluctant constantly, Katie, and I understand the reluctance, although they did do it at, some, at the start when they brought in legislation, which the sunset clause runs out in November, okay, this is for the emergency yeah. legislation. But they are reluctant to be to legislate for this kind of thing because you are heading into, you know, almost into communism when you start getting into ideas where you legislate for people to wear masks where you, li- because that becomes messy because some people can't wear them, some people are not sure. able to wear them, so but I mean, you know, it, it's messy if you want to control something, if you want to control this and keep it at bay sometimes you have to do things you don't like now. Okay, but Andy doesn't like the word control I mean, but Andy, just very quickly respond to that uh, if you can, I'm running out of time Andy, I mean, the word, the word control to you probably is, means something different completely different you're, you're taking away basic human rights and the reason people weren't allowed in to see their, to, to be at their, their relatives uh, deathbeds was because uh, the HSE and a lot of these places hadn't got the gear to give them uh, there was no if you had PPE, uh, the proper yes. throat, PPE to give the people to go in to sit with their dying uh, relatives uh, that would be no problem they would have had someone they would have had their family with them or a co- at least a couple of members of their family okay. of well, would you, but just address, address the point them. address the point very quickly which you made before I went to the news here address the point that she made look if we're going to take this seriously we have to bring in legislation i.e. legislation to wear masks or i.e. legislation where the guards can go and tell you force you to take a test no, the government's completely wrong. They reckon 30,000 people was going to die from uh, this pandemic in Ireland. Uh, uh, the well, they got it completely wrong. Yeah, thankfully. Completely wrong. Thankfully. And how do you, you want to believe them and what to say you have to wear and what you have to do when they're completely wrong? Thankfully, thankfully they were completely wrong, but they got it wrong. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, limiting people's uh, freedoms and... Uh, uh, people uh, died. People died. People no, yeah, but, yeah, but I think the point he's making, they got it wrong. Not as many as they predicted, Katie. numbers, Niall, but we got the pandemic here. We got it big time. And if you were to ask but, the relative okay. who died, 
what would they do? I mean, but they predicted, they predicted in the community, even with a lockdown, tens of thousands of people would die. That's what they predicted. And thankfully that didn't happen. What sickens me about this is, if they hadn't predicted so high, if they'd predicted much lower and we got the results we got, they'd still be condemned. So you're damned if you do and you're damned when if you you're, don't. It's not, that's not the way it works when you're in government. When you're in government, it's not a guessing game. You have to be honest with people and you have to use the right uh, analytics as well. And the analytics they used were from Oxford University, uh, the same ones that the English used, the same ones that the Americans used at the very, very start, and they were proven to be incorrect and inaccurate in the way they were used. But that's a, sorry, that's a whole other thing as well, Katie, that people need to talk about in the future, the way we discuss those things in the future. I mean, when you turn around to people and the general population and you say, for example, hundreds of thousands of people are dying, you have to be pretty sure that figure is reasonably accurate before you scare the living bejesus out of people. Uh, and that did scare people at the time. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Thankfully, in the general community, many people didn't die. Sadly, many of those in care homes, or the majority of those that did die, were people who were elderly in care homes, and they should have been protected from the start, and everybody knows that. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.